do it. chat music here ready here we go oh yeah it's so pleasant it's very pleasant but no yeah i did have that in there and as soon as i saw that scene i was like before before with the trees i was like oh what's going on here yeah yeah and but then i saw like and i was like you know i just all i heard was like listen you know (laughs) (laughs) but then that one scene it, it has to be like a direct nod to legend of zelda does it not you would think it's that is a very fairy moment yes like well, both ways, because they have the great fairy fountains, but then yes. also the little Navi or what, yeah. whatever they're called. And those are represented around. by those. But then, They'll like, listen, yeah, yeah, that was like a great fairy. And, yeah. like, she had, like, a riddle and shit. Yeah. And, like, it was kind of like, oh, you know, like, I can help you, but not totally help yeah. you. You know, it's just. Anyways, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. It's I pretty... really. This is going to distract me. Maybe it's not a good idea to have this on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the default to just be like, yeah, I'm good. You yeah. know, like every has anybody ever been honest with that question? <laughs> I'm sure there has been. And the, to the horror of the person that asked, how are you doing? Yeah. Because everybody's just expecting you to be like, I'm good. Yeah. Cool. Moving on. Yeah. And then they just get it all laid on them thick, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I've been miserable. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling better today. You seem better. I am better. It was dark. Yeah. It was, I, I just really felt like on the edge of a mental breakdown, like I just couldn't function Yeah, for like a day. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it's, it kind of scared me. And it was mostly like work triggered it. Yeah. I just think, you know, like this weekend was rough because I was having like a really great time, like reading these uh, High Republic novels yeah. that I was reading and stuff. But like, I would say once every, just when you're like feeling really good, like I would get a, a just a, a reminder from my fucking self, like, oh, you're going to die someday. <laughs> it was fucking, and like, and I was having a great time. I decided not to do lift. I'm going to read these novels. I'm going to do stuff. I, you know, I cleaned up in here a bit. I, I like, you know, it's just, you know, I went to source and I had all this fun at the comic book shop and I was just having like a good time, but that good time periodically multiple times a day was interrupted with just the existential dread just like this won't last forever tom like why be happy tom yeah you're going to die someday tom yeah and i was just it just sucks it just it like that been so so like being worried about your own mortality and concerned about that has that always been like kind of an existential dread for you yes okay yes and Less now than it used to be. Okay. I mean, I used to be a 
I used to get catatonic like I remember once a week, yeah, yeah. you know, over my health and stuff. Um, I'm better now, but like it's just it was really like a damper on the weekend because I was having like fun and yeah, just yeah. like just being selfish and doing what I wanted to do. And it just would hit me every now and then. And so I think like but overall, I would say, oh, it was a fun weekend, yeah, yeah. you know, but then I think that just kind of bled into Monday. And then it was just full on like, this is fucking That's- stupid. This sucks. I hate everyone. I hate everything. I and get, so I got a doctor's appointment and they, you know, they refilled some of my heavier anxiety meds. I'm glad that you were able to make that so quick. And that's able one of the nice things that. about this whole virtual thing. Yeah. You know, like yep. you can kind of just get in a lot quicker now. Yeah. Um, obviously. So, yeah. yeah, I've had that same situation with like uh, the patient portals or whatever. Yeah. It's like it, I've had <laughs> I've had moments before where like I haven't noticed how low I'm going on insulin. And then I go to refill it, and I'm, like, completely out. Yeah. And it's a Saturday. Oof. And so, like, I could go to Walgreens and spend, I don't know, $400 for one vial. Uh-huh. And, that, like, a vial lasts, like, a month. Yeah. Um, but it, then it's, like, you have to battle the insurance company for, like, to get a the reimbursement money. at that yeah. point. And that's harder. If Like, it's harder to do a reimbursement as opposed to just having them cover it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just being able to write into the doctor, it's a game changer. Oh, it's a big one. Yeah, and that Plus my doctor is based with uh out of the campus that I work at. Oh, okay. So my doctor is only available for employees of my company. Gotcha. So we have very easy access to getting in there. Nice. Yeah. Were you able to make an appointment with your therapist? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. But I'm, you know, they also up my uh sertraline, so I'm taking more Zoloft now. Okay. Um and that's for antidepression as opposed to anti Yeah, and also my OCD, which has been, like, through the fucking roof bad. Okay. And, like, my OCD, like, the thing with OCD is, like, I get very annoyed with people that say, oh, I'm so OCD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I touched the door handle twice. And it's like, okay, well, that might be a slight, like, thing. But, like, they don't understand, like, the obsessions yes. that go into it and, like, the extremely dark and intrusive thoughts that I cannot control that yeah. pop into my brain. Um, it, it is, like, one of the – it is a disorder that has been completely misinterpreted. Yeah. Because like, yeah. because of pop culture Because the, compuls- the compulsions are the noticeable things that somebody be like, that guy washes his hands a lot. It's like he's doing that because he's having horrible visions and he thinks they're going yeah. to come true if he doesn't do these little quirks. Yeah. Um. So that's like a big misunderstanding when it comes to OCD. Like I'll tell somebody about OCD and like, oh, oh, so you're like, uh, you know, you wash your hands a lot or something like, no, <laughs> no, I need to do this yes. three times. I would say I don't like saying out loud what these things are because I think they're that disturbing. Yeah. And I, they cause you great stress and anxiety. I'm not going to make you say them. But. but if you're interested in, in kind of like the obsession side of things and like what goes into like these very disturbing obsessions, like somebody who you've probably heard of is Maria Bamford. Oh, yeah. The comedian. She has the same type of OCD that I have. Yep. And she talks about it. So Great comedian. Yes, she really is. Um but she's done an interview. I believe that John Moe is his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he has like the um, like the depression type podcast. I yep. forget what it's called. But I think she went on there and she talked about it in like great detail and she didn't really hold back at all. Um, she's so, very open about it. Yeah, and I'm pretty open about it too. I'm just not going to say yeah, that yeah. she... I, you know, I've already told you well, all. Well, like, there have been certain times where like you've talked to me about stuff like you had said like, 
you can't sleep in the basement. And I was trying to drill down on it and be like, well, what is it? Is it you're scared of? Oh, when I was talking about there? moving the room down there, because yeah, yeah. it'd be like there's a nice attached bathroom. Yeah. It's, you know, carpets be pretty but big. The way that you explained it was like, no, I just can't sleep down there. And I was in. I was like logically trying to put the pieces together and you're like, don't bother. Like, I just can't. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it was. I was down there uh, cleaning up one day and this was in between previous roommate and the one that just left. And I was just like, you know, I was like, I should move my room down there. And I don't know. My OCD was kicking me like, no, you can't do that. Uh, something terrible will happen. You literally can't do that ever. And then yeah. as soon as you move your bedroom down there, something awful is going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, and, like, there's some where I get, like, very, like, no, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyways. And I kind of realize the ridiculousness of it all. But that one just, like, stuck. And so, like, my room will never be down there. Yeah. Ever. It would be a perfect bedroom, too, which yeah. is unfortunate. But What if you fell asleep on the couch down there? It's would not about count? sleeping down there. It was actually about going and yes. moving the room the down there. The actual physical. Yeah. yeah. Man, we're bringing everybody down hey, here. Hey, mental health, baby. We need to start yeah. talking about it. But Society no, as a um, whole. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's just a real stigma about OCD that just drives me nuts. Oh, yeah. And I think I first heard about OCD when the former uh, Dare, what was that show on Nickelodeon? Mark Summers. He was the host. Oh, yeah, It was yeah, like yeah. Dare and you get oozed and Double all that dare. stuff. Double yeah, Dare. Yeah. He had it. Yep. And I remember seeing him on Oprah in like the mid-90s. And it was all very focused on his tidiness and how he yep. organized things and how he washed his hands a lot. I remember seeing the same thing. He it like manifested in like he had a like a rug in yes. his house that he had to adjust the fringe and yes. had to make sure it was like exactly straight or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And um, so I do have quirks like that and they will like take up good chunks of my day. But like I've learned to like live with those. It's when you get the flare up of the obsessions yeah, yeah. that makes it really hard. And I think well, some people there are like forms of OCD where it's more of just like you were causes you great stress if you can't do your your compulsion. Yep. But mine, you know, I have compulsions and it causes me great stress, but it's directly related to my heavy, the obsessions. Yeah. Well, and like anyone that is dealing with any kind of affliction, like I'm sure deals with stuff snowballing. So like in your day to day, if stuff, you know, starts getting stressful and then all of a sudden you have a flare up. Yeah. I mean, it just it happens with me all the time where I'll be like completely slammed at work. Like so busy, can't think straight, and then all of a sudden I see that my blood sugar is like crashing. Yeah, and so immediately it's like panic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, what I did end up doing was uh, <laughs> that day um, I ended up just for like an hour and a half. I would just I laid down on the couch, and every like five ten minutes I'd set an alarm, and I would just check my computer to see if anybody was messaging me. <laughs> And I would just move my mouse a little bit <laughs> just so I don't go idle on Skype. <laughs> and so I would check it and then I'd just take a little snooze. And I like, I don't know, I finally got like a decent night's sleep last night. Yeah. And I think that made a big difference. Oh, yeah. 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 So hopefully none of my uh, hopefully my boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> well, mental health should be taken seriously. I mean, really, I could have just I, you know, I have time. I could have just taken the day. Yeah. You know, and. You know, went and got a COVID test today. Nice. Just because I was feeling so, because I just felt drained. And I was like, well, I had a lot of odd people in my car. Yeah. I don't know what they've been up to, you know. So I'm sure I don't have COVID, though. 
Yeah. yeah. We're all vaxxed up over here. Oh, we got the microchips, baby. Jeez. Have you been looking at those numbers in Arkansas and Louisiana? It looked rough. It is ridiculous. What was it, like 200 new cases in Minnesota that you sent? And then, like, it, Louisiana that same day, it was like, what? Oh, God, I don't remember the number, but it's It was like 4,000, 5,000 or something like that. Um, and Louisiana has about a million less people than Minnesota. <laughs> 4.69, 4.64 million in Louisiana. Let's see what Minnesota has. Just kind of curious here. Yeah, da, 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 da. 5.6. So, yeah, we got about a million more. And they had, we had like, I think the chart you sent me was like we had 100 or 200 new yeah. cases. And they had like four or 5,000. Yeah. The difference a heavily vaccinated state makes. Yeah. I don't know. We don't need to get it. You know, I'm not one for like any kind of mandating of making people take any kind of medicine. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm I mean, getting there. I, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't traditional. I don't know. But we're to the point where it's like, eh, I wouldn't necessarily be against. I that. just wish that people, you know, apparently during the I think it was smallpox outbreak, like there were armed policemen in new york that like if they found out you weren't vaccinated like would physically come and vaccinate you like okay when it's a disease that is so deadly like well yeah i mean with this though i mean with this like i'm not gonna say it's not deadly it is deadly yeah, yeah, yeah. no I, um, I get what you're saying it's it's just more dangerous for our healthcare system can they handle the cases yeah which is going to become a problem, and I'm sure it already is in those southern states. I'm sure they just don't have enough hospital beds for what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's like the smallpox, then yeah, it is. You crazy. better fucking get vaccinated. It is crazy to see how fast stuff starts to move when like the economy starts to like they start toying with the idea of the economy shutting down again. Yes, and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit! Like, we oh no, it's hilarious. Like all up. those all those fucking conservative talking heads were suddenly like, get vaccinated. Yeah. You got to You know, yeah. like Hannity and shit. It's just like, ugh, yeah, fucking clown show. Yeah, it's politicized public health. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I am feeling better. Yeah, yeah. You what seem a lot happier. Yeah, I ain't got more. I got I got an appointment with the therapist tomorrow. So Ooh. Ooh. well, that'll be good father fodder fodder for the pod. I got a lot of stuff to get off yeah. my chest. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get in there. See, and see, my problem is almost the exact opposite as yours. It's not existential dread. Yeah, that I'm going to die. It's the fact that like I almost find it comforting that I'm going to die at some point because it's like who gives a shit? We're all gonna do it. So like. All right, who cares? What are you, fucking Peter from Office Space? No, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little bit more like that than like... I. It, hey, you're Kramer, I'm Costanza. I am good at when something is completely out of my control, I'm good at being like, all right, well, I don't got to worry about it. Yeah. Like, Well, I will say this. Like, I did... I sent you that text this weekend where I was like, I just don't fucking care yeah. anymore. And what I was referring to is like, I had just left Source and I was like... I was happy to be there. It's like, why haven't I been coming to places like this all the time? Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just all in yeah. on things that I really enjoy. And I'm just done, like, even, like, pretending to like anything That's, that I don't like. Every once in a while, I get the realization that people don't live their lives that way. Yeah. Because, like, I, I forget what exactly happened. But it was something, like, I was going to, like, a gaming yes. store to, like, play Armada or, like, like hang out with a friend or something like that and people 
I forgot who I was hanging out with, but they were like, oh, you're going there? Like, you're going to be seen there? Seen? Oh, and I was on. like, yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. And there was another, like, so I worked at a, a software company, and it was full of dorks who lived their life like that, yeah. which I appreciate. But it's I mean, also, the conference room, you had a Mordor conference room. But it's also <laughs> filled with a bunch of Literally. sales and marketing people who, who aren't are like that at all. Hipsters and like want to be cool and yeah. trendy and all of that shit. And there was uh, somebody that he organized a like for a while. There was this like German sword fighting sport yeah. that popped up and he like organized a league and they would <laughs> do it over lunch. They would go outside and back at the like yeah. cafeteria and they would like sword fight. But it was like it was German like medieval kind of tactics and that type of stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of it was kind of cool. Um but like one of the marketing people that I was with like she was on her smoke break and she was like, "Oh my god, can you believe these guys? Can you believe these guys? They're they're actually doing this in front of everybody?" And I looked at her and I was like, "Who the fuck cares? Like why is it <laughs> Why is it any of your concern? Like, why? I don't, I just, it baffles me how people can live that way. Just snobs. Yeah. That being said, uh, I did drive by every now and then in the park I drive by there. There's like people like older, like, I don't know, like boomers, like 50 year old, like fat white dudes that do like karate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Hats off to him. Hey, if you want to go stand on a busy street and do your karate, yeah. you Every do once it. in a while, you'll run across someone doing Tai Chi in the park, too. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just done. Like, I'm just done giving a shit about anything. Welcome to the club. But that being said, it's not that I ever didn't give a shit, but it's like, I've been reading so much Star Wars stuff, and like, I get, like I talked about, outside of the existential dread that would occasionally pop in, I was having like a lot of fun, and I was like, yeah, this feels good. You know, and I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, like I read all those goddamn philosophy books and I would just struggle through them and like Zizek and all this stuff. And like, I like Zizek. I like listening to him talk. I think he's interesting. Um, but why do I need to? You know, I have my worldview. What 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 do I need to have all this knowledge for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The knowledge I care about is really like this shit. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like I'm not going to force myself to like. Well, and you reach a point too, like I I like. Nothing is changing my mind about what I believe anymore. In my day-to-day, whenever I'm driving around, I, like, exclusively listen to podcasts. Yeah. I've done that forever. But, like, every once in a while, I'll reach a point, and I feel like I hit this point yesterday at at some time, where I was like, I need to just, like, listen to music. Like, I need just a break of... And it's all, all like, political and news podcasts. Yeah. So it's just, like, eventually it's just, like... I'm saturated. Exactly. I can't take anymore. You know, it's just kind of like, dude, you don't need to be a fucking philosopher, Tom. Yeah. You can be interested in it. You don't need to read every fucking book. You know, it's not like I'm going to school to get a PhD in philosophy. Yeah. You know, so fuck it. I'm just going to read stuff that I enjoy. And, you know, I'll read that stuff when I'm in the mood for it. Yeah. But I felt like it, it got forced. It's great. Like, balance is wonderful. Yeah. Ooh, the force. <laughs> yeah. You know, the force provides. <laughs> The force provided me with some enlightenment. No longer will I force feed myself political and philosophical books. Yeah. They got to come naturally, baby. So Reagan land will have to wait. Yeah. Even longer. That's a thick one, too. Um, Anything else you want to cover? No, that's it. Just, All right. Uh, you really went in on those comic books, though. Oh, I dig. 
Well, man, I used to have hot comics right down the road, but they moved to north, but it's still not yep. that far. But I just got uh, my order of number one and two of the High Republic series in, in the mail today. Um, so that's very exciting. So I have all the issues of the High Republic now. There's only seven so far. That'll be a good but one. But now I can read them. Yeah. Oh, it's all <laughs> happening. I'm telling you, you got to get in this High Republic. I know, I know. You should just listen to Wayfinder Pod. They'll do chapter by chapter. You can do one, you can do two chapters a week. Okay. Light of the Jedi, they're doing right now. They're only on like episode four. Which one should I start with? Light of the Jedi. Okay. That's the first one chronologically. Okay. Yeah. And I Wayfinder just... Pod, they're just going through. That's what they're going to do. They're going through everything, all the canon chronologically. And for books, they do. One chapter, an episode, and they do two episodes a week. I just finished up like two or three projects around the house. And yeah. I think I have like one more. Do an audiobook. But, and that's what I think, like, finally things are starting to like wrap up. Yeah. And there's a point where I actually like finished up something the other day and I was like, okay, what do I have to do next? And I didn't have anything. So I think I might be taking like a little break and actually designate some time to like this is me like my time to do nothing and yeah. just like read or whatever there you go so it's nice to have that open up yeah it's good stuff um all righty then <laughs> it's the 2021 clone cast clone name bracket <laughs> All right, so we got some results. Yeah. All right, so which region do you want to start with here? Let's start with the Jaily region. We're going to start with the Jaily region. All right, where's my little thing? Here we go. The Jaily region. All right, so the poll I put up for the Jaily region was Spoon versus Chaser. Any predictions on how that went? I'm going to ask you each time. You're going to predict. Right. Which one do you think won? I'll go with Spoon. You would be correct. Yes! With a whopping 82% <laughs> of the vote, Spoon moves on to the Elite Eight. All right. Let's do the Athorian Historian region. The Athorian Historian region. All right. So in the Athorian Historian region, we had my one of my favorites, Flonase, <laughs> facing off against Spliff. Spliff. Any any predictions as to how that one went? I'll guess Spliff took it. You would be incorrect. Oh, you must be happy about that. I am very happy. Flonay's advances. It was closer yeah. than the Spoon Chaser, but it was 58% for Flonay's. Okay. So Flonay's will be moving on to the Elite 8. From a certain point askew region. All right, in the From a Certain Point Skew region, we had one of my other favorites, Ripper, <laughs> against who I thought was a dark horse. I thought this was the heavyweight battle of round one. Ripper versus Cruiser. Did Ripper win? Ripper did win. Okay. 67% of the that vote. That is a great clone name. It really is. Yeah. I could totally hear him. Yeah. But I could see here. I could also hear Cruiser. Yep. That's they're both very, very strong. So I can almost like picture both of their personalities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. The Celine in Paris region. All right. The Celine in Paris region. I doubled up the music for half a second there. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so the Celine in Paris region. Now, Celine only submitted one, so that's Chibata. That has not entered the fray yet. That will be on the next round of okay. voting. Um, but we had one from Jaily, which was ones, twos, threes, fours. Um, wow. 
Yeah. But then there would be fives. Yeah. Yep. All leading up to fives versus wet spot from a certain point of skew. <laughs> Care to wager which one won? Please tell me it's wet spot. Wet spot. Yes. Dominated. <laughs> it, the poll is still up for another few hours, but there's no catching up. <laughs> It's up, so I figured we'd just throw it out there. It's up, Right now, it's up 81%. 81% to 19% on that one. So, Wet Spot will most likely, unless some, unless Jaylee, unless Jaylee's got a ton of burner accounts, and she's not going to hear this till tomorrow anyways. So, whoever whoever takes this, whoever is the champion. I, I, am, I am predicting now Wet Spot is going to run away with this thing. Whoever is the champion, we should contract Jaylee to, like, do the clone art for that specific yes. clone character. Yes. Now, I think there's some confusion about one of the, the two potential prizes. So, we said one potential prize the winner will get to choose. Um, from uh, We would have a, a Jar Jar Banks Phantom Menace Black series yep. um, that we would sign and personalize to you. Um, the other option is the Kelsey Grammer signed 8x10. <laughs> now, let me be specific here because I think there was some confusion. This is not signed by Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> It is going to be signed by us. It's just a picture of Kelsey Grammer that we will sign and send to you. So those are your options. I just wanted to clarify that there. Um, so, yeah, that is your current clone bracket. And we'll be putting up the other four from the round of 16. And we'll get down to our final lead eight. Oh, Very exciting. We're going to see where that goes. If Chibata doesn't win, I'm going to fucking protest the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> I'll throw it out the fucking window. I'll be done. I'll be done. It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. Dad! Banjula! I don't even know what that was. Oh. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Stuck with us indeed. Depressed Kenobi uh, reached out to Thorian Historian, does not know the ETA on return for oh, Depressed okay. Kenobi. Summer's not going on for more than another month, right? Maybe it's weeks. after Labor Day. Yeah. If it goes on another week or so, I'm just going to predict Labor Day. Labor Day is yeah. like the cutoff of like, yeah. okay, summer's done. Yeah. We'll see. I hope the press Kenobi's doing they're gonna it's They're not going to catch up to us until like <laughs> November. <laughs> we'll be into Rebels before yes. she's completely caught up. But we will still continue to shout out Depressed Kenobi. One of our first fans, one of our biggest fans, Depressed Kenobi. You know what? I don't even, I'm not even like, I'm, I've had such a week that I'm not even going to be addicted to the authority historian. Here you go. Nice. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I can get back to my skullduggery and tomfoolery later. And then, of course, all rise for the president of Norway. You'll know. You'll know. Uh, I did post Xanadu um, on our Twitter today, requesting Filoni to create a planet named Xanadu where everybody dances to Xanadu all the time. Oh, my God. Got no run. Nobody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you'll know. Check out Xanadu by Olivia Newton-John featuring Jeff Lynne on the backing vocals. ELO also does a cover of... Xanadu. Well, he there, wrote the a, song. Well, right. It's but, his song. He wrote it for Olivia Newton-John. There is a version of it where yes. she doesn't sing it, Jeff Lynne Yes. Yeah. I stand by the Olivia Newton-John version. It's great. Usually, e usually ELO would probably be my preferred version, but Olivia Newton-John's perfect. And you already get Jeff Lynne on that track anyways. ELO is made up perfectly for a Star Wars cameo. The uh, Part of their album art is a huge spaceship. Yeah. They're flying, baby. Yeah. They're flying. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You'll love it. You'll know. Check it out. 
Xanadu <laughs> by Olivia <laughs> Newton-John. It's a great fucking song. Um, Eliza, a.k.a. A Drop of Magic. Um, I did post a picture <laughs> of, uh, you know, some of the Clone Wars final season poster. And, like, that um, was off a little bit. And uh, Eliza did say, yeah, that's triggering my OCD. Oh. <laughs> but Eliza is very, like, well thought out. Like, yes. she did not intend it the way I was complaining yep. about stuff. I want to clarify that, Eliza. Like, it was not a big deal that you say that to me. Yes. Like, you're cool with me. Um, it just drives me nuts when I see, like, a dude bro say something yeah. like, Man, I'm so seedy. It's like, dude, no, you're not. Oh, God. I was in Half Price Books today after getting <laughs> my COVID test. And there's this dude who looks like, I don't know, he looked like... It looked like he's probably been doing roids for a few years. Okay. Like he's a pretty buff dude. Not super tall. About my height, but just jacked, right? And I was just kind of like looking around the books, and I kind of just walked by, and he had like a bunch of books in his hands. And guess, I'll give you one guess as to what was on top of his of his books that he was holding. Oh, God. Uh, nutrition? No. Something about nutrition? Sun Tzu, The Art of War. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on brand. <laughs> yeah. God. I just see this guy just sitting around just like, oh, yeah, I just studying my enemies here. Got it. Yeah. Every sales douchebag in that, the yeah, world. Guaranteed he's that. like a sales guy. He's, he's like probably a, like, yeah, yeah, like door-to-door vacuum salesman or something. Cars, like, yeah. yeah. Takes it really seriously. The art of war. So good. <laughs> I mean, it just, God, I, I took everything for me not to burst out laughing right there. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, Liza. Do not worry about the OCD comment. So we, uh, uh, Eliza has full OCD comment permission from me. And you you still have a sense of humor about Oh, yeah, it. I do. Like, season five of Curb, where Larry yeah. pretends he no, has No, I have OCD. a massive... No, I, and like when I'm hilarious. not at like my... When I'm not in dire straits like I was the other day, I will laugh about how ridiculous some of the shit is. Yeah. You know. Oh. I didn't listen to Freebird. And speaking of which... You'll know if he hasn't. Should check out Dire Straits. Too. Oh yeah. yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Ooh, that's a tasty treat. I did tweet yesterday that I think like Han and Chewie definitely like rolled around with money for nothing yeah, on repeat. Yeah, yeah. Like that screams Han and Chewie in the Falcon <laughs> to me. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, what? I, I had sorry, I got you off track. Yeah, I had something. Damn it! What the hell was it? Cheap, but uh, anyways, Eliza, don't worry about it. It's not a thing. No, oh yeah, joking. Yeah, when I'm not in dire straits, yeah. there we go. When I'm not in dire straits, like I'll laugh at how ridiculous it is. Oh yeah. Like, oh Tom, really good thing that you touched that four times. <laughs> Way to avoid the apocalypse yet again, you fucking hero. Um <laughs> Celine in Paris, the Parisian princess, uh Jules at El Davio. Um now Jules over in the UK. This episode reminded me of that weird thing that they have over in the UK, Crazy Frog, that was like a thing oh, for yeah. a, at one point in time. Like, the UK's a really weird fucking place. Yeah. Like, we're weird here too, but they're weird like, they're weird like, hey, let's create this animatronic, this CGI frog that's going to make a bunch of like clicking noises and ding, 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 I and like even, saying we are the champions. I didn't even. And the way we're weird over here is, yeah, let's just have a lot of mass shootings. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't even realize that was from the UK. I'm pretty sure Crazy Frog remember, is from the UK. I remember that like just from being in like the zeitgeist. Yes. But it came back to me. Oh, I, I lied. It's from Sweden. Oh, okay. Sweden. Is it Gummy Bear? You remember that Gummy Bear song? Yeah. Yeah. That was like the same era, right? I think so. But it, I recently was reminded of uh, the Crazy Frog guy. Like I, a few years ago, I had 
Brie watched Beverly Hills Cop because she had never seen oh, it. Oh, Axel F. And that was like Axel his big F hit, right? Axel F started, and she was like, what? What's? She was like, why is the Crazy Frog song oh, God. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so retraction and apology to the good people of the United Kingdom. <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. Well, you got Abba on one side, yeah. Crazy Frog on the other. They like that dance music. Some of it good, some of it bad. Um, I don't know. Maybe Eel No can do something about those assholes over in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> He's right over there. Yeah. Not too far. Eel right No. across the border. Tell them to just like maybe more Abba, less Crazy Frog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, off topic once again. And of course, the newest member of the clone, Castanova, is a live. Live. Very excited to have Liv aboard. Yes, welcome. Uh, where is my thing? I can't do this without this. Oh, here it is. Here you go, my friend, the official retweeter of the pod. Rural farm boy. Hey, a Thorian historian, maybe make a maybe make up like a dictionary of Tom sounds. That could be your next project. <laughs> You know, you just have a conversation with yourself if you have a soundboard. We just unleashed a monster too. Yeah, we're gonna get something in the mail in a few weeks where it's gonna be like fifty pages of noises. <laughs> don't have, you don't have to do that. All right. If you're gonna make the dictionary though, that sequence of words that's the X Men theme. Um, the four horsemen. Of the email apocalypse. Noah Blight. I stared down some of those Armada toys <laughs> I when know. I was at Source. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. They're expensive. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, 180 bucks for this massive fucking Star Destroyer. And I have all of them. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably, you know, if you ever have a rainy day and need some money, you got thousands of dollars of those yes, fucking we do. things. Um, Steven, Feast or Famine. Steven. And I'm going to save... Wade for last because we gotta right. say thank you to Wade but Joshua the Archangel War the leader of the four horsemen of the email apocalypse but we did want to save Wade death um, for last because Wade had some gifts for us very yes. much appreciate Wade he, he had a uh, like a baby Yoda stuff yeah. that he gave me and I swear to God now this that that's nice you know and baby Yoda the stuffed baby Yoda will have a place here in the studio at all times very nice Star Wars backpack as well absolutely but now as you may know, I've posted them before. I bought cards of all my girlfriends. Yeah. So I have a Duchess card. I have a card for uh, Tecla. I have a card for Ventress. And I have a card for Mortis' daughter. Now, Wade has upped the ante. <laughs> Wade gifted me a signed Duchess card from the voice actress Anna Graves, who plays <laughs> the Duchess. So Wade gets an eternal flame. He was very happy to provide to the studio. Very exciting. So, Wade, thank you so much. That's so awesome. We have, like, all you people that we mentioned here um, and coming up. Isaac, obviously, Isaac. Um, and, of course, our pods, uh, Wayfinder Pod. Check them out from a certain point of skew at F-A-C-P-A-P-O-D. Uh, Jar Jar Thinks Pod at Jar Jar Thinks. Laura, hey, Michaela, and Jess. Vader's Thoughts at Vader Thinks. Everybody that were listening here, like, thank you so much. Yes, like, thank you 
so much. Like, I'm in a better mood just because we get to record this, and we're not doing it for the listens because we only got, like, 50 of those every episode. Yeah, but every time anyone reaches out, any time yes. that someone, like, drops I'm, a review, yeah, What I'm saying is, like, like doing this right now, I feel better. It buoys our spirits. Yes. So this is, like, something that keeps Adam and I sane. Yeah. Because uh, we do not enjoy our 9 to 5 grind. Yeah. So all of you... We really appreciate it. We love hearing from you. Um, we don't expect anything from you. No, no. Occasional emails, nice. <laughs> but like, honestly, like if this ever goes anywhere, we are not going to forget the people that were here at the start. So <laughs> yes. thank you so much to everybody. Um, and Jaylee did send in some mail. So should we do the mailbag? Yes. Okay. The message. Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. Oh. This is too long. <laughs> it's too damn long. You're supposed to tell me to fix this. The podcast recognizes that this is the music for Legend of Zelda. Right. This is not Zelda just how it's We do not episode. care. We like the song. Now, on with the listener mailbag. This is basically... this. That fairy fucking... That's a fountain fairy. I'm oh, sorry yeah. it is. All right. So, Jaylee did write in. Uh, I already responded to it, but let's read it anyways. Because... Um, so, Jaylee, unfortunately, I do not own an Etsy shop. So... I think we should all say, hey, Jaylee, start an Etsy yeah. shop. We got some clone Casanovas that would be interested in some merch. You could sell some of those prints. Oh, absolutely. But since I am the official artisan of the pod, you have my permission to pirate as much of my art as you would like, free of charge. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to save some furs. And then what I've been doing is I just print off like the 8x10s at Walgreens, and they're like 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> and then I hang them in the print, studio. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to print off like an 8x10 of some Jaylee art. And we're going to... It deserves a spot in the yeah. studio, so we're going to have to find a very prime spot the in Tarkovsky here. Yeah. In we should honestly just have like a Jaylee like mini wall here. Yeah. You know, we could find some stuff for sure. Um, so yeah, we're definitely going to do that in the studio. Uh, also, I finished Master and Prentice today, and oh boy, was it good. And I've heard that from a lot of yeah. people. Master and Prentice, very good canon novel. Yes. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon canon novel. Um, let's see. The podcast is always the highlight of my day, and I really appreciate all the kindness you guys show to not just me, but other fans as well. That means a lot to us. Thank you. Yes. Like we just got done waxing you know, about how much we love you guys, <laughs> and we, we really do. We really appreciate it. And, and I know that Shadow War... Now, she sent this before Monday's episode dropped. So, and I know that Shadow Warrior was... Um, well, what could you really say about that disaster? <laughs> but have faith. <laughs> One of the best arcs is coming up. You will not be disappointed. Keep up the good work and talk to you soon. So I immediately replied and I was like, yeah, you might be surprised at my <laughs> take on that. <laughs> I still love it. 8.5. Little high. <laughs> Little high. But you know what? It was a good episode. I, I, it, I, that Honestly, it just speaks more to how much I hated the Monkale arc. <laughs> yes. I think the Monkale arc actually like set me off on this depressive wave <laughs> like that's how bad that shit was that was the worst fucking three episodes in a row that we've ever had it was real bad so yeah i mean normally i probably would have gained like a six yep. or a 6.5 but you know what it saved my it saved it was like a temporary reprieve from that hell that i was living in so it gets the 8.5 so that's that it, it was it is what it is should we do the time warp <laughs> yeah all right Chibata bread. All right, what do we got for an air date on this one? Mercy Mission aired October 7th, 2011. 
See, Mercy Mission would have been an apropos name for Shadow Warrior for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Mercy Mission. It saved me from that hell. Okay, so it still moves like Jagger, and fuck that shit. I'm not playing that song again. I told you. I think it is one of the worst songs to ever be popular in History of Mankind. If you like it, more power to you. Music is not facts. I'm convinced he wrote it just to be used in commercials and movie trailers. That guy is going to be getting residuals forever. Yes. Does Mick Jagger get residuals off that? I don't know. I mean, the whole song plays off his vibe. I know. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. If you like that song, more power to you. We're just not going to be playing it because my podcast, my rules. Sorry. (laughs) Anyways, we do have a new number one movie, though. Okay. I'll give you two hints. Something dethroned Dolphin Tail. (laughs) Yeah, Dolphin Tail. Yeah. They had a real stranglehold there. Um, Now, I have actually seen this movie on TNT. It's one of those movies that you get on TNT where you're just like, "Uh, okay, I guess I'll watch it for a little bit. And you're you're kind of intrigued, but you would never pay money. Is it one of the rush hours? No. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. That is very much a TNT movie. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple hints. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, This movie dethroned Rocky for the largest opening weekend for a boxing movie. Oh. Um, Second, there is a character whose nickname and this goes back to Twin City Talk, is Twin Cities is their nickname in the movie. Is it the Hugh Jackman hit Real Steel? It is Real Steel. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Wolverine was in it next, but... It dethroned Rocky. That's crazy. And spoiler alert, it's number one next week, too. (laughs) But moves like Jagger got knocked off, so we can still do the time warp next episode. But, yeah, I mean... I watched it one day when it was on like TNT and like this two headed robot comes out. And it's like the twin cities. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because <laughs> he has two heads. Oh, how's, how's the movie otherwise? Not, you know, uh, OK, it's not a good movie, but it's the the premise of it. It's not as bad as as ridiculous as yeah, it yeah. is. Like, Hugh Jackman, I find to be a pleasant, good actor. Yes, very much. I just don't know why he'd be like, I'll take that. That's like the (laughs) shit that fucking uh, Liam Neeson was taking when he's just like, I just need to work. I just need to work. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so, but hey, Hugh Jackman took it, more power to him. I think someone pushed uh, Michael Caine on, because I think Michael Caine was in Jaws 4 or something like that. Or he was... I think that was the case. Jaws 4 is the one in the like aquarium, right? I thought that was Jaws 3. Okay, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Michael Caine is in it? I think so. Well, who the fuck got Morgan Freeman to do Dolphin Tail? Um, but like someone pushed Michael Caine on like, why did you take this, this role in this movie? And he was like, I wanted a beach house. And like, that was it. Nice. He's like, no, I don't give a shit. Like, I'll, I'll sign up for a piece of shit just so I can make enough money to buy a beach house. That's the kind of honesty I can get behind. Yeah. I wish more people were that honest. Like, that's actually very refreshing to hear somebody say that. Like, yeah, it sucked. I don't care. Yeah. You know? I just love when people are genuine. Yeah. Anyways. um, Do we got anything else? I don't think so. I think that's it. Wow. All right. Now, we are going to be reviewing this episode next. Prediction, this is going to be our shortest episode yet. Yeah. That's my prediction. We've already gone 40 minutes on this, though. But if we're just talking about just the episode review. This might be the first time where the preamble is actually longer than the talk about the episode. Well, we might have to wait. We might have to look into that a little. But I think this is going to be the shortest recording of the episode portion that we've ever had. Maybe not including like the earlier episodes when we were still kind of figuring shit out. So should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. 
General Kenobi. Ororo, Charles. Now that's Romanian. Yeah, I had to look it up. I was like, "What the fuck? What language is that?" <laughs> but it's kind of how I felt whenever these little guys were talking in this episode. Yeah. I was like, "Me no speak Europeano, you know, Europeano." <laughs> like if it's like French, I'm like, "Okay, they're speaking French." Yeah, you know, you know. Every once in a while, those they'll be Spanish. Something. They're speaking Spanish. They'll be something. But there's like, like oh these boy. Eastern European languages where I'm just like, "What the fuck are they? <laughs> yeah. Romanian? What is that?" You know, <laughs> I just. It, nothing rings a bell, yep. and that's that's. I mean, obviously they're speaking just gibberish in this. It's not an actual language that these Aline are speaking. But I was just like, although that has happened before in Star Wars, like uh, I think there's a story about you know Ninyub in Return of the Jedi. Oh, the Ewok? No, 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 the guy, the co-pilot in the Falcon. With oh, Lando. the Solston? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like <laughs> when he says, I forget exactly what it is, but he's like talking to Lando, and he's like. Yeah, like he does that move. Uh, apparently, there is a. I think it's either South Africa or Kenya. Like they, it's an actual language. He's speaking like Africanese. In in the theater, like it erupted, and people were like, "Ah!" <laughs> because he was actually. What's speaking the name? That of, I know. Uh, I saw Charlize Theron. She speaks. There's Afrika- like a native Afrikaans, Afrikaans, not yeah. Africanese, Afrikaans. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. That's it's South African. Yeah. Yeah. It was either it's either South African, some native South African language or like Kenyan. Sure. And then there is another I forget. There is one other example of like a character in the Star Wars universe that on screen like used his alien language. But yeah. it was like some obscure like like southeastern sure. asian language and so when it hit the theaters there like people went nuts yeah see i want to see a character that speaks in latin <laughs> yeah now on my dating profile in hinge it's like name your love la-. like they have prompts it's like name your love language or whatever and i wrote down latin <laughs> and people think i don't think they get the joke because like tom does that mean you like latin dance yeah it's like have you ever heard latin now i have a roman catholic boy i was raised so i've heard latin <laughs> uh-huh that's a fucking ugly language. <laughs> yes, it's, it I mean, it's basically dead at this point. It's not really yeah. used. It's only used in like very traditional Catholic masses, but it is hideous. <laughs> it's just so. Yeah, I mean, um, but some of the ladies, some ladies get it. Some ladies are like, oh, so you like Latin dance? Like, eh. It's a good way to filter them out. Well, I mean, I'll match with them. No, I mean, I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to judge them based on that, but. Uh, one was like, so does that mean dance classes are in your future? And I was like, I can't respond to you anymore. <laughs> I will not be going to dance classes. Um, yeah, something doesn't. Uh, yeah. You don't strike me as a huge meringue guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, like I said, other things. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. It's just not my thing. Yep. Just not my thing. And I'm not going to pretend like things that aren't my thing are my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be true to yourself. Yeah. Daddy-o. Now, okay. Now, what I was getting at, though, is like. What they're speaking there, like, you could drop me in, like, Yugoslavia, and if they were speaking whatever language they speak there, or this, this, it, like, I, you could you could convince me that they were speaking, like, an Eastern European yeah. language of some yep. kind in this episode. 
So that's what I was getting at. So when I found out that that was remaining, I was like, well, that's an obvious song choice right there. Anyway, so we apparently we weren't ready to start this episode. (laughs) So on this one, we're getting a whole new arc here. We're away from that last Shadow Warrior was just a standalone episode. That was it. It was a one off and it was a brilliant fucking masterpiece. Fucking chef's kiss. Gorgeous. (laughs) Beautiful Gungan episode. This episode, we're going to a planet by the name of Aline. Aileen, A-L-E-E-N. The people there, I believe, are called the Aline. Aline's. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they just experienced some really bad earthquakes and lost a lot of people. It was apparently devastating. So the Republic is going to be sending um, some aid from some Jedi cruisers that were in the nearby star system. And it sounds like the Jedi cruisers are on a mission. They're, they're heading to a battle. Yes. But they are being diverted to provide aid quickly, and then they're supposed to rejoin yes. the fight. Yep. Um, and the commander of this mission is Wolf. Yep. So he is eager to get back with his Jedi commander, Plo Koon. Yep. Um, and our first little clip here is Wolf receiving his orders from y- uh, Yoda and Padme Amidala on the hollow. So let's take a listen. Commander Wolf, we've been waiting for your report. We've located clusters of life forms on the planet's surface, Senator. There are thousands of survivors. <sighs> that is good news. Elena will be very glad to see you. Yes, well, my orders are to get them on the path to rebuilding and move on. General Plo needs reinforcements as soon as possible. Your orders stand. With hope, leave them, but return to the war. You must. Yes, sir. We'll start landing procedures immediately. Okay, so it's actually the Alina. My bad. And it, so is this... I know we've seen Wolf before. We but, have seen Wolf before. I think the most... The most, the thing that sticks out the most to me with Wolf thus far, um, was the R two Come Home episode where they rescue Mace and Anakin after they've been trapped oh, on the right. cruiser crash. That's right. Um, with Boba and the yep. bounty hunters. Yeah, that's what sticks out the most because I know it was Plo that went to rescue him, and he's also in the very beginning of the uh the like hunting arc where Ahsoka gets kidnapped. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, he's with Plo Koons on that mission with yep. them. So. Um, but yeah, you know, Anakin has Rex, Obi-Wan has Cody, Plo Koon has Wolf. Um, Wolf has a good look. He's got like a grayish look. Yeah. Um, and he's got some cool like design and his crew has like a lot of interesting design on their gear. Yeah. Like they really pride themselves on like painting like symbols and stuff on their gear. His, I'm assuming he's blind in that one eye, but it looks like a target. It looks like it has some kind of like mechanism inside that allows him to see. Yeah. Like it's like a cybernetic eye of some kind, but yeah, he's got like this pupilless eye that looks like it's just got like some lines there it looks like a cybernetic eye of some kind remind me of cable from x-men yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah that's what's going on here so um we get a pretty cool scene of the ships entering the atmosphere of the planet aline it's a pretty cool uh look and we have c-3po and r2 they're going to be brought down there they're apparently on this ship i it's kind of unexplained how they are not with anakin hell are they doing there unless they're with like padme but i it, it it sounds like they were already out and they just happened to be nearby to provide aid. Yeah. So I don't know how C-3PO and R2 even got and there. Typically, they aren't together in the Clone Wars. Typically, 3PO's with Padme and Yeah, Padme's R2... back on Coruscant and R2's with Anakin. Yeah. I Yeah. But they just happened to be on Commander Wolf's Jedi Cruiser without Anakin and without Padme. All right. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have any other protocol droid that can translate stuff. <laughs> you don't have any other astromech on, the, on a giant jedi cruiser 
Interesting stuff. Well, I know. It's one of those things where it's just like, oh, shit, we got to use some, we got to get C-3PO and R2. The kids are clamoring. It's a you head know? scratcher. It is a head scratcher. Um, but anyways, they're getting on a transport, and um, these clones, now Wolf's crew, like, they are dicks to droids. Yes, they are. Like, they are not from the Rex and Cody school of polite manners. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're just kind of like, get out of the way, shiny. Well, and, and I think the thing, I think all of, I think they're trying to show that the clones, they, like, don't want to do this humanitarian stuff. They want to just get to the battle. Yeah. I think that's what they're going for, but who knows? Now, where the fuck is Numa and our friends? Yeah, you know, know, like, God, they just showed a lot of heart yeah. on that Ryloth arc. And now we just got like the these are like the guys we were talking about in the Bad Batch. I'm Waxer. Yeah, that's Boyle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boyle Waxer. Waxer Boyle. No, but like uh, if you haven't seen the Bad Batch, this isn't gonna be a major spoiler or anything, but I, I think it applies here. Like we talked about the first episode of the Bad Batch, how like after Order sixty six, like some of the clones just were dicks. Yeah, that's kind of what they remind me of here on, on Wolf's Crew. Yeah, Wolf's Crew seems a little like uh, stern. Yeah, and they just don't have any time. Like short fuses, short fuses. They're like me the other day. Like yeah. I fucking hate everything. You know, <laughs> get out of my way. Um, but yeah, so they're really dickish to three PO here on the transport, and they, you know, I I get it. He's kind of an annoying dude, but. They're just, like, unnecessarily mean to him in this episode. Yeah. Um, but they come into the atmosphere in the transport, and you see, like, an Aileen pull-up. Um, now, the, these Aileen, they're like little guys. They look like Crazy Frog. I mentioned Crazy Frog. They look like yeah. Crazy Frog. That's kind of the vibe you get from them. The one time that you've seen them in the saga is... Phantom Menace. We had one of them were a pod racer, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but this Aileen pulls up to their transports that are going to land and just kind of like yells something excitedly. He's on like a giant dragonfly. <laughs> yes. And they're like, and one of the, yeah, Kazabane. and one of the clones just like, oh, great. It's another one of those planets or whatever. He's whatever that means. Like, oh, there's people that want to be friendly with us, <laughs> yeah. I think is what they mean. So <clears throat> like Wolf's crew must they must have had like some awful experience at the start of the war. <laughs> And now they're just shell shocked, and they're just like antisocial as fuck. Well, and yeah. it's weird too because Plo is such a—he seems like a stresses manners a lot. Like, yes, he seems like and a he's very also one of the—he's yeah, like one of the more well thought out Jedi. Yeah, like you would think this would be the attitude like Rex would have, yeah. sitting around with Anakin all fucking day. But no, like Plo is like the chillest fucking dude ever, and these guys are all dicks. Yeah, like absolute dicks. Plo must be like mean when the cameras are on. So. <laughs> He's like John Taffer when he goes into like a bar. <laughs> like when Plo's been away, he's going to get on the cruiser when they meet up with him. Like, Who the fuck has been doing it? Who's cleaning this fucking place? Look at this. Look at these potatoes are expired. And he's just throwing them. Um, so they land and they're greeted by a bunch of Aileen and we get to meet the Aileen leader and uh, Wolf. 3PO and Aileen are going to have a conversation. Let's take a listen. <laughs> okay. Who packed the translator droid? Hello, hello. I'm here, Commander. Oh, hello. Um, hero de tripo pan repabolic de poshi ni sutip. Oh, my, um, a local custom, I suppose. Interesting. Canado, canado, tip tip. Sufa zimanchucho, makti poshi ni. Ah, did you get that? Certainly I did. Um, Commander Wolf, you have the honor of meeting. King Manchucho. His message, simply put, is Welcome to our disaster. Glad you could come. <laughs> They're funny. Yeah, Welcome to our disaster. 
they will save us and feed our stomachs. If we have a Romanian listener, they're very upset with me right now. Once more. We don't sound like that. Commander. The chant is a rather family way of asking what's for dinner. All right, we get a bit of an aftershock here. Commander, we're experiencing some settling from the original event. It's to be expected. An aftershock, everyone. Uh, no, no, please remain calm. I repeat, a cutter on team. A cutter on team. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. It was I love these little guys. Me, yeah, I do too. This is great. This reminds me of very Return of the Jedi vibes. Yeah. Um, with the Ewoks and 3PO. Yeah. Like, they're not worshipping him like the Ewoks do. Um, and they... We'll talk about, like, their technology and stuff, because I find some of this very odd. But, um, like, they really look up the, the, the droids. They love the droids. Like, the they really take the R2. The hugs 3PO's, like, yes. shin. Yes. It's like, oh, hello, this must be customary. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're like, oh, you did it. You, see? you know, but it, it was, um, it's cute. Like, it, they're cute. Like, I don't really have any beef with the alien. I think no. they're kind of cute. They're nice little characters as kind of like a... Rats Terrell, by the way, is the pod racer. Rats Terrell. Yeah, he's okay. the Jeff Gordon of the Aliens. Yeah. Do you think, like, the Aileen kids have posters of him I'm and they're sure like, they do. like, he made it off this rock <laughs> with, his, with his death date on yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, he's one of the ones that blew up. Oh, wasn't excuse he? me. Not Jeff Gordon. He's the Dale Earnhardt oh. of the Aileen. <laughs> Should we take a break? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> what is the South Park rule for when something is funny? I don't know. Like 10 years or something? <laughs> I think, you're been, co- I think it's been over 10 years. Yeah, you're covered here. Remember when I worked at Walmart? Yeah. Sorry to bring that up two weeks in a row, two <laughs> episodes in a row. But they had like Walmart had some special DVD that they like produced or like that they bought that an was exclusive the, rights to the Dale Earnhardt yep. DVD. And like they promoted the shit out of this thing. I think, you know, I was at Walmart on and off for a long time. I worked even after college. I worked there as like a part-time job for a while. Um I think we probably got those in like, I don't know, we'll say 2008. I think by the time I left in like 2011, we still had those things. <laughs> now, the reason the reason we didn't just send it back, because normally it's like DVDs that don't sell. You can send it back to the vendor and you get some sort of credit for the ones that don't send. These ones like Walmart straight up owned yeah. and they were the only company that had this DVD. We had so many of these fucking things, dude. You could not give them away. They marked them down to like five bucks. Those things were not move <laughs> anyways um yes that fucking dale earnhardt dvd like i always like yeah tom go move the dvds you know do this and i always have to make room for those fucking things <laughs> and they weren't in standard dvd cases they were in, like thick tin oh yeah special yeah. edition dvd cases oh. oh what a crazy time those, those who runs walmart <laughs> yeah God, i got so we should just have tom tells walmart stories <laughs> Like the time that country music star came in. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you about that? And like everybody yep. was like taking pictures with him in the back room and he was in the break room. That's where they had his like thing signed up, <laughs> set up. And like I went in there to take a break and like everybody was like fawning over this guy. Rodney Atkins was his name. Everybody was like getting pictures with him and stuff. And I just sat down in a corner <laughs> and I just ate my fucking sandwich and just stared. <laughs> he must have been so scared. <laughs> that fucking place, man. <laughs> Uh, I like to think of it as the Moncal arc because it was miserable, but boy, do we get some stories out of it. got a lot of stories. <laughs> and I bet that magnet I threw on the roof is still, still there. there. <laughs> still there to this day. The electronics key magnet. <laughs> Fuck it! <laughs> All right. 
So uh, Wolf is going to have the troops scanned for unstable ground, and he's like, let's start getting these supplies. Wolf is excited to get out of there. You can just tell. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. Let's get these supplies off. Get the get their computers up, and let's go. And he was like, set up the kitchen over here. Yeah. It made me think he played a lot of, like, The Sims. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf, yeah. He, he just wanted to put on pause and just build everything and then, like, <laughs> leave and run. then hit play as they fly away <laughs> and just leave them to their own devices. Uh, Wolf tells 3PO to go down and access uh, the rep- and repair the main computer. Uh, R2 has instructions for how to work the computer once the updates in- are done and installed. Um, now, <laughs> the Aileen um, starts saying something to 3PO, and basically he says something along the lines of, we need peace in the ground. Um, they need to make peace in the ground is what is needed here and wolf is like hey we're really good at what we do but we're that's we're not negotiator Wolf's taking it as like them stop the aftershocks stop stop the earthquakes yeah so that's kind of how wolf takes it um so the two clones that go off to work on these computers with r2 and smaline are sinker and blast (laughs) great clone names great clone names and they head to the mainframe station with r2 once they get there, there's some debris in the way, and one of the little aliens like, "Hey, about that? Hey, about that?" You know. <laughs> and so, Blaster Boost or whatever the fuck his name is. It Blaster or is it Boost? Boost. It's Boost. Okay, I wrote down Blast one place and Boost the other. Okay, so Sinker and Boost. Uh, boost fires at the debris and knocks it out of the way, um, and then they are able to get access to the mainframe station. Um, Sinker is very cordial to R two. Yeah. Very cordial R two, and now we'll, we'll you know he's on a first name basis with. Yeah, he's like, all right, R two, let's go, little guy. You know. <laughs> Everyone loves R2. They do not love 3PO. Um, so they, the little Aileen and R2 go in there. R2 plugs into this. Now, there's like this big computer in there. Like this like, like it looks very high tech. Yeah. And when the Aileen gets in there, he immediately starts hitting buttons, like trying to get it online or something. I'm just like, are these people like primitive villagers or are they like, it's fine. It's weird well, to me. It's like, it's <clears throat> the same type of thing with like the Wookiees. The Wookiees like live in tree huts, but can like build a transponder out of spare parts yeah so one's flying a massive dragonfly the other one's like trying to get like a supercomputer back yeah. online yeah i just i just find it fucking odd because they just felt very ewoky yeah. to me you know um so <laughs> now when r2 plugs in and like stuff starts to pull up these alien are just blown away by the tech <laughs> like they're just kind of like their eyes get really wide and they're like oh it's like Look around, dude. You got some fucking high-tech shit yourself. Like, this should be not that mind-blowing to you. Um, While R2 is doing this, we get another Aftershock. Um, And then we're going to get a little scene after that. We cut back to Wolf and 3PO and the leader. And they're going to be chatting with each other. We've marked out areas for a temporary hospital and a communal kitchen here. Do fatter order to to ratata za amoeba. No, the... Somriti, somriti, I do patarish mio. The Alina feel great shame. He is saying, first, peace must be restored. We must uh, go inside, uh, under, inside. Uh, he says no to the kitchen. This is a relief mission. Indeed. Uh, perhaps they do not allow eating in public. Ponita song miti song miti I do patarish mio I Romanian Here's how it chanting My orders are to deliver supplies and re-establish power and communication systems Report back to the transport the moment that R2 unit has completed the download 
Tell them we'll be out of their hair in no time. Okay, so Wolf has just had enough of this already. They've been there like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Wolf just wants to go kill shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 3PO is going to go check off on R2 because Wolf's like, as soon as that shit is done downloading on that computer mainframe, we are fucking out <laughs> yeah. of here. Insane how Wolf is just like, fuck it, get Wolf me out of here. the ship's engine running. Like, yeah. He's ready to go. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, so we get back to uh, Sinker and Boost, and they're going to head back to the staging area at this time. They say, hey, R2, you stay back. Make sure the download completes, um, and then just come back to the ship, and we're going to get out of here once you're done. Um, so they start to leave this mainframe, like, uh, I don't know, hut area or whatever it is. This, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a cave, yeah. sort of like a carved-out cave. Um, and, like, as they're walking out, they barge right into C-3PO, who's arriving, and they're like, get out of the way. You know, like, <laughs> they're just, like, so nice and cordial to R2, and then they just walk directly into C-3PO. Like a school bully, like yeah. just marching in the middle of the hallway. I think like two or three times they call him shiny. Like, yeah. Out of the way, shiny. Yeah, they really do not like 3PO. And 3PO's like, oh, you clones, I can't believe you. And he's like, I don't get, did he call him like pig-headed or something? Or what? I can't remember what he exactly yeah, called Yeah, I can't him. remember. But he, he called them like a slight name sort of. Yeah. Um, you can tell like 3PO does not have a good relationship with oh, the clones. Oh, yeah, I think he said like impossible clones. Yeah, you clones are impossible. Um, so when, when 3PO walks in, some of the Aline are very excited to see 3PO and they start trying to lead him somewhere. They're like, oh, this, 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 you know, and, um, they lead him outside and they go to another little area and kind of this ruins of stuff that have been damaged by this earthquake. And we see this seal in the ground, this like large metal seal. And it's been like cracked it's like open. like a manhole cover. Yeah. It's like a large, beautiful manhole cover, like a gold manhole cover, but it's been knocked off and it's kind of just slightly ajar. Um, so it's not covering the ground completely. And 3PO is like, oh, yes, I'm sure there's treasures in there that we can investigate at a later time. But right now we got to concern ourselves with the computer. Let's get back. Um, but right as this, you know, right as he's about to tail it out of there, another aftershock hits. And 3PO tumbles a bit and he falls into this manhole. <laughs> so he's going down, down in the sewers. Um, R2 being fucking awesome. <laughs> Just immediately just, like, dives in after him and uses his rockets. It's fucking great. Um, and then we get back on the surface, and the alien's kind of looking down there, and like, oh, shit. And they kind of just run. One of the aliens just runs off, and it's assumed that they're going to get help. Oh, anyways. So uh, we get to R2 and 3PO. They're kind of just wandering through the darkness here. Um, and they come, R2, or 3PO's like, oh, look, some light. Let's head that way. We're going to get out of here soon, t soon enough. And... It just actually opens up into, like, an underground area that reminded me of, like, Dagobah. Yeah. Very briefly, like, you see, like, this, like, giant Minoc. It looked, like, yep. almost, like, flying. And there was, like, a swamp. It looked like Dagobah. everywhere. Like, that, yeah. one of those first shots in Empire Strikes Back you get of Dagobah. It looked like that. Yep. Um, so we get back, and we have the Aileen. He is, um, runs up and starts talking with the King and Wolf. Um, clearly trying to relay some information like, hey, the droids fell down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but Wolf can't understand what the hell they're saying because his translator droid is nowhere to be found. Um, so the king gets kind of like annoyed with Wolf and he's just like, oh, and he just like storms off. And Wolf was probably just all the happier for it that they're going to fucking leave him alone all of a sudden. Um, so we get back down to 3PO and R2 and they're kind of just wandering this area and some more fairies show up and like... They're like Navi fairies from Legend of Zelda. Like they're like little fairies that carry like pixie dust behind yep. them. They're just like a bright, Swarming tiny kind ball of flying around. Yeah, three PO. But these fairies become something much more. Yes, they do. And that is going to be our next clip. 
It's the Ents from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Why have you come? I believe this tree is talking to us. You do not belong. I heartily agree. Being here is a terrible mistake. Go! Leave us to rest. We will be happily on our way if you would just point us in the right direction. Why have the surface dwellers destroyed the peace? To be accurate, the quakes did that. The ground shakes to keep out their foul air, which poisons and destroys us. The quakes have caused many to die. That is why we have come to help. How? However we can. There is not much time. Find what you were sent here to do. Ask Orphne. She will know. Yes, yes, yes. On our way to see Orphne directly. Artu, let's get out of here. Okay, so the trees are telling them to go find someone called Orphne who will help them figure out what they're supposed to do here. Like, they're, this tree is talking to 3PO and R2 like they are men of destiny. Yeah. Like, you were destined to be here. Now you have to figure out why. And yep. Orphne will help you with that. Um, they got a cool look to them. They do. The species um, is called a uh, Kendalo. A Kendalo. Yeah. Okay. But they um, have like bioluminescent kind of yeah. like stripes. Yeah. And... They, yeah. They're glow in the dark. Yeah. A little and bit. They're not like a tree. They're not like ants. Yeah. They're not. They like only a like the ants in the center of a yeah. tree. There's like it looks like something out of Resident Evil. Yeah. They look kind of they're funky looking trees. Yeah. So it's not like a an ant ripoff, but they are talking trees. So <laughs> yeah. Draw your own comparisons from that. <laughs> um. So. 3PO and R2 are going to go off, and they're going to try to find Orphne, who's hopefully going to enlighten them on what they need to do here. Um, we get back to the surface quick, and the um, king of the alien, they've all kind of gathered around the broken seal, and they start doing a chant. Um, and I don't know if it's like a prayer or something. They're praying for 3PO or R2 or something. It's They're trying to... Some sort of vibes or something. Yeah. They're trying to put and out some positive vibes. As they chant, they like... Yeah. Rise up and down, like bowing to yes. it. Yes. So. And I have a clip of it because I think it's actually a better song than Moves Like Jagger. <laughs> like, I would rather <laughs> listen to this for three minutes on repeat than Moves Like Jagger. So let's take a listen. I memorized it. I like it. If it's it, a catchy little ditty. If I had any musical ability whatsoever, yeah. that would make a good remix. Should I get the guitar out tonight and start <laughs> ripping it up? No, like DJ wise. Oh, like, okay. Dub it and like. I thought you wanted me to. I thought you said maybe we like. I'll I'll, I'll get the chords down and record some guitar we can do that too. But we can do some harmonizing vocals. You could do take that and put it on through a mixer. You yeah. can do some stuff with that. I tell you what, by episode seventy five, maybe that'll be my seventy fifth. Episode <laughs> gift to the fans, a two-minute version of Ose Bato Horamchi. <laughs> that could be good. I haven't made a song for a while. Yeah, I mean, the only song I think have I put two on or one. I did the Pantoran song. Yeah. 
Pantorian girls, <laughs> Pantorian guys will always stand up and salute, will always... Okay, you can go back and listen to that episode if you really want to hear that. But now I got this thing. I got the... Now that we're using the XLR mics, I can plug my guitar into that yeah, thing yeah. and record direct. We can get some clean tracks, baby. <laughs> All right, so uh, we get down to R2 and 3PO, and they're continuing to wander, and another fairy kind of comes up. And so you, you get an idea that this is going to be Orphany. So they come to this, like big open circular area this big whatever and there's a chair in the middle and another fairy reveals themselves and it is orphney who i guess is the head fairy i don't fucking know well, they don't really explain what's going on very much it's undetermined <clears throat> if all the little balls of light are individual fairies or if orphney just has the ability to transform into multiple light bulbs and like yeah. fly around the room well, I mean, we're made up of more than one cell. Right. You know, so yeah. it makes sense. Maybe they just combine to form that yeah, yeah. form of Orphney. But um, we're going to get a clip here where they're talking with Orphney, and Orphney presents him with a riddle towards the end of this clip, and they're going to have to solve that riddle. Pardon me, madam. It's a longer clip. Close to two minutes here. Ugh, I can't eat you. Well, that's a relief. If you are Orphney, we have come to ask... How to get back? Well, uh, yes, we have lost our way. There is a covenant between the Alina of old and our subterranean world. We survive because the ground keeps us apart. But you are apart. No, the divide was breached when they attacked our most sacred site. Attacked? Without going through the natural filtering process, the surface air is deadly to us. We caused the quakes that followed. But so many on the surface have died. We are not destroyers by nature, but we must do what is in our power to seal the breach. We can seal the breach. Just tell us where it is. We can help. If you have come to help us, you will help. If you are meant to return to the surface, you will find your way. What? But this is a dead end. You can't keep us here. This is an outrage. Your destiny is your own. Perhaps it is through your desire to survive like that your great yeah, purpose will be lady, yeah. revealed. You can run, but cannot walk. You have a mouth, but cannot talk. You have a head, but never weep. You have a bed, but never sleep. Ask yourself, who are you? Okay, so she is the Riddler. Um, <laughs> yes. So it reminds me, there's so much. Like, this is like a Zelda fairy. Yeah. It's like the fairy phone. But at the same time, she like tries to like eat yep. like 3PO for a second. Like she shoots her tongue when they first see her. And like, oh, I can't eat you. And she looks, it's almost like Gollum too. Yeah. Like Gollum, the riddle's in the dark. Now when, when... <laughs> When um, when Bilbo fell down into Gollum's cave area and found the ring, they played a riddle game, and that's really what this struck me as. This was like some Lord of the Rings stuff with like the trees, the talking trees, the Ents, and 
like a mixture of a Zelda fairy with Gollum. Yeah. Like they're playing a lot of playing with a lot of themes here. Yeah, a lot of this fantasy stuff. Like they borrow from a lot of other fantasy I've noticed in this series because I'm sure the writers yeah. are fans of all those. So, um, but yeah, that last part there is what is that riddle like? Uh, you have a bed but never sleep. You can run but you can't walk. But Basically, if you think it through, yeah, it's water, a river. Yeah, yep. But in so my question though is if if the seal is broken and they run the risk of dying because of the air getting down there. Wouldn't you want to tell them how to get the fuck out of there? Yeah. Like, why is she posing it as a riddle if they're don't all going to die yeah. if they don't seal that thing no, up? No, just quick? let them go back out there and they'll know what to do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't really make much sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Um, so 3PO immediately has R2 replay her message. Um, and now on the ground of this big area, there's like a circular seal, um, another seal, and there's like elements on printed on this. So you have like earth with the soil, you have fire. Um, it's almost like the end of the fifth element. Yeah. And so R2 is just kind of like circling around looking at him as 3PO thinks. And R2 is like commenting on each seal that he goes over. He's like fire. And 3PO is like, no, not fire. Um, but R2 eventually comes to the water seal, and he's like, oh, this. And so what R2 does, he just starts pissing water on it. <laughs> it looks like he's pissing, but it's water. So R2 is dumping water onto this water seal. And, like, all of a sudden the floor starts, like, lighting up. And it kind of, like, activates the floor. And, like, then 3PO's like, oh, it's a river. That's what it is. It's a river. That's how we solve the riddle. But R2 is already, like, taking care of it. So R2 has applied the water. So 3PO's like, come over here quick, R2. So they go in like the middle of it and like a geyser just breaks out of the ground and shoots him up into this like flower in the ceiling that like swallows him up and then like shoots him outside. There's like an ancient headstone outside that like has an open mouth and it just shoots him out and like they fly like 500 feet in the air. It is like a Zelda dungeon. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. Now, 3PO took a massive tumble. Like, he probably fell a couple hundred feet. Yeah. And now he just got shot out of there. And they're probably literally like 200, 300 feet in the air. And he just crashes into some rocks. 3PO is durable as fuck. <laughs> like, Anakin spared no expense. Like <laughs> He was built to yeah. last. Anakin built a hell of a droid there. Same with R2. Like, they, those two are just getting smashed. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing breaks them, apparently. Um. So... After that, they go back to this little seal area where all the alien are gathered. They're shot out near that, and all the alien are very excited to see him. But then gas begins to rise out of the seal that's broken in the ground, and the aliens start to, like, choke on it. The alien start to choke on it, and 3PO's like, oh, this is what we have to do. We have to close this seal. Now, it's only shooting gas every now and then. I don't get it. Yeah. It's, like, after, like, an aftershock or something. I'm assuming if they leave it open for long enough, maybe yeah. enough gas will escape and they'll all sure. die or something. So, 3 Bill's like, oh, we got to close the seal. That's what they're talking about. That's where that's where we have to make peace. Um, so, R2 shoots his suction on it, his little suction cup thing, and starts pulling. And R2's like, ah, oh, you got to help. Well... In R2 words, he says that. And 3PO's like, I, I have to help. What? So 3PO goes to the other side of it and like literally just like pushes it with one foot. Like barely any effort is put in <laughs> yeah. here. And like that leads me to believe like, so they get it shut. The aliens celebrate. They're all very excited. The alien realize like, oh, th we're at peace now. Why did the alien just push it when it wasn't smoking? I'm assuming like our, the gas. 3PO said like they can't close it because of the gas. So maybe like. But it's they not shoot. They're, they're worshiping around it half know. the episode. I know. But like, I don't get it. <laughs> I know. It makes no sense. I know. Like 
If they work, the to- first time we saw him choking on the gas is after they were shot back out of there and some gas came out. If they worked together, they could have easily shut that thing. Yeah, unless they're like just completely weak, like <laughs> yeah. like a piece of paper and like a strong breeze or something. Like I don't know, but anyways, so three PO helps out and R two and three PO shut it. Uh, some clones are like, hey, they show up shortly after. Like, are you guys coming or what? We got to get out of here. Blah blah blah. And three pills like, well, I you would not believe the adventure that we were on. Ba 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 ba. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Get back here. We got to get out of here. Um, so we get a quick scene of the king and the rest of the alien saying goodbye to the droids. Um, a little blue alien is very cute. Comes up to R two and just like gives, gives him, him a hug. bear hug. Yeah. And R two is like, woo. <laughs> And so then they head to the transport, and as 3PO and R2 are getting on, we get our uh, our last clip of the episode here, and we also get Wolf talking to some of his troopers about the situation. No, R2, I won't tell the story. No one understands you anyway. It's only proper. I am the one who solved the riddle. I should be the one to relay the story. I will, of course, report on your individual heroics. Do you think Senator Amidala will hold a state As soon as we rendezvous with Master Gallia, we're offloading those two. I couldn't agree more, sir. Oh, dare to dream, Artu. Dare to dream. <laughs> I just left that last line. Dare to dream, Artu. Dare to dream. 3PO really thinks he just solved the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Artu gets no credit from no. 3PO. I will say, like, 3PO did come in handy in this episode. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, and then we roll credits, and that's your episode. Now, one thing to note about that is, like, as soon as we, one of the clones says to Wolf, uh, or Wolf says to one of the clones, as soon as we meet up with uh, Master Galia, we're getting rid of these two. Now, I thought they were meeting up with Plo Koon. Maybe she's with Plo. I don't. Because they specifically said at the start of the episode, like, Master Plo needs our yeah. help. I'm like, wondering if they're both together, like, right on now. the planet. Yeah. yeah. Now, still have no idea how 3PO and yeah. R2 showed up with them, like, don't know how they fit into the mix. There's but. not even a Jedi on the cruiser either. No. Like, I don't know how they got there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the episode. Like, there's not much to talk about no, in this episode. Not at all. There's no like deep philosophical questions about the greater Star Wars universe that we can get into. All you really see is like Commander Wolf hates Crazy Frog yeah. and wants to go to war. It's that's not, it. This episode is a perfect example of like, it's just nothing. It's like, nothing. It, there's nothing to even be like, it's like mad at. Yes. It's like before like the dawn of like masterpiece television, we'll call it, where like they're where they deal with like deep themes and long storylines and that sort of thing. This was what, what a kid's show was. Yeah. In yeah, like yeah, yeah. 1988, yeah. like a Turtles episode where it's just 20 minutes. And, you know, you have your good guy, you have your bad guy, whatever. And, and it just and... all resolves itself in 20 minutes. And then there's nothing ever said about it again. Yep. So what did they give it on this uh, on IMDb? So uh, ratings took a tumble this week. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so this is a 6.4. Damn. That's actually, is that lower than Bombad Jedi? I think so, yeah. Oh, come on, it's, people. It's rated lower than, uh, or I'm sorry, 6.3. Okay. Um. It's rated lower than any of the Moncal episodes. Come on. I know. Okay, first of all, like, we just clearly stated, like, there's just nothing there. Yeah. Like, it's just a 20-minute episode with some cute, crazy frog-looking fucking things, and 3PO and R2 just kind of wandering aimlessly into these, like, fairies that we know nothing about and probably will never learn anything about. It is a filler episode. It is absolutely a filler episode. But it is not nearly as painful as the Moncal arc. I'm sorry. This at least we talked about last episode. At least it was just one episode, and it was concise, and yep. they were done with it. This was concise, and we're done with it. Yep. 
That's fine. Like, I didn't love it. I thought the Alina are kind of cute, yep. you know, and they're nice little side characters and they're little, oh, Ramchi. <laughs> that was a great, very, that was an absolute banger. That's better than anything we heard. That's one of the things I love about the Clone Wars is all of these characters that we've seen like just once, like Rats Terrell. Yeah. Like we get to actually go to the planet sure. where his species lives and like yeah. get a small taste of their culture. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really torn on what to give this one. I mean, I gave fucking Shadow Warrior an 8.5. <laughs> I think it's time that I start giving normal ratings again now that we yeah. seem to be settling back into a groove where I don't have to worry about a three-episode arc where, you know, it's going to make me want to literally quit doing this whole fucking thing. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a 5.5. 5.5. I mean, I got I to gotta come back to Earth a little bit here. Yeah. I mean, it was... I was not bored. I, I just didn't get anything from it. Yeah. But it, it's fine. It's not like offensively bad or anything. No. Like, I come on. I can't believe people rate like Moncal higher than this or like Bombay Jedi, I think, is actually higher than this. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. Yeah. Like that was painful to watch. <laughs> yeah. And that also is a 20 minute episode with no arc or anything. That Bombay Jedi. That is like it was honestly when we recorded that we were in pain. Yeah. We hated it. <laughs> yeah. So this is nowhere near that. It's just there's nothing there. What do you give it? I give it three point. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nothing there. Fair enough. And uh, like, I'm being a little harsh because originally I wasn't angry about it. You sure it. about that? I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> you sure? Oh, you don't want to bump that up one? Oh, I wasn't mad about it, but it was just yeah. like, I don't know. I just wanted more. Sure. All right. So we're, we're just off the last week. 3.5. Hey, it's good. We're like, too off. We can't be right Last week, on, I was the 8.5, and you were a 6.5. We can't be right on every week. There's got to be a little bit of eventually, divergence. Yeah, true. Eventually, I think eventually we'll come back together. Once we, Once we get like a true blue good episode, we're both going to go over the moon. Oh, this. yeah. Yeah, we're going to have the time of our life. It's going to be fun when we're done to plot this out. I'm going to oh, make a line graph. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. I've already got some ideas of episodes we can do before getting into Rebels. Yeah. Maybe some review. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, some... Uh, some perspective or something. <laughs> Anyways. Always look on the light side of life. All right. Light side moment of the episode. Uh, for me, <laughs> that fucking song is catchy. I'm sorry. It's catchy. Ose Bato Thoram Chi. Uh, I will make an Ose Bato Thoram Chi cover for episode 75. So you got this one, 72. So I got about, I don't know, a couple weeks to get that planned out. Any listener has any ability to make a techno remix of that, please do so. Yes. <laughs> but do a techno remix of my version. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my highlight is Ose Bato Thoram Chi. I love that song. It's a great uh, song. I just wrote the the Alina people. Like, just... Yeah. Like, they were the highlight of the episode. Yeah, I feel really bad for them because they just went through this horrible, tragic experience. Now they're being attacked by aftershocks from the underground. Yeah. And Commander Wolf is just a prick. He just drops off supplies and wants to get out of there. Yeah, God, Commander Wolf is just... But they're just like little... I know, we're just so used to seeing Cody and Rex and like these good guys. Good man, that Cody, there you know? There were little things that they did, too, <laughs> like, uh, like when a group of them like ran away. Sure. Like, ran off camera. Like, one of them like stood back and like... Kind of did a double take yeah. and then, like ran afterwards. No, they're, they're fun. Uh, their eyes are fun to watch. Yeah. Like they're always like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? And when they got really excited when the aftershock stopped and they're just like, ah! yeah, <laughs> they, they're they're good. They're very good. Very good. We love these Alina. If you only knew the power of the 
dark side. All right. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, I mean, this was not a violent episode compared to what we've seen. No. Um, when they're choking on the gas, it got a little grim. Um, but I'm just going to go with, since nobody died there, I'm going to go with um, just the wolf's demeanor towards them and the clone's demeanor towards 3PO. Like, 3PO is your ticket off here, boys. Like, you need yeah, 3PO no to get this to complete your mission because we all know that clones love following their orders. Um, so maybe be a little nicer to 3PO and maybe be a little nicer to the Alina. They're very happy and they just went through a horrible, tragic experience. So yeah. Wolf fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> I, I don't care if that's going to be controversial. I'm sure there's people out there like Wolf stands and maybe we'll see more of Wolf and he can change my mind. But right now, Wolf is in the fucking Tom Doghouse. <laughs> How can you be mean to those little guys? I just don't get how that attitude meshes with Plo Koon. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, Wolf, you got some work to do, bud. <laughs> Who's your dark side moment? Of the um, week? I just went with the fact that nobody's in it. Like, we yeah. no, no Anakin, no Obi-Wan, sure. no Ahsoka. It's like only 3PO, R2, and we still have no, no idea how they got there. That makes sense. And Wolf. Yeah. I just... I, I cope to the Clone Wars for our, our friends. It was a weird episode. It is it's weird. It's like something that you would expect in season one. Yeah. As like a show's trying to find its footing. Like even the Monkel arc is god awful. But like it followed like a trend that we had been seeing. Yeah. Like we're going to do these arcs and we're going to like flesh out the world a little more. Like this just well, felt these, so out of place. These one-off episodes, they still tend to like... like Last week was a perfect example. Like yeah. Shadow Warrior. It like had main character. Main character. It actually did something for like the overall storyline. Yeah. This is just there. Yeah. It's like nothing. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. Got to miss Rex. This is a week where you mix miss Rex. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gotta get it up. We got Chibata bread. You take it. You toast it. You eat the Chibata bread. All right, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Um, I'm going to go with the little blue Alina. Alina. Yeah. I keep getting the planet mixed up with the, the species. Yeah. Alina at the end that gives R2 the big hug, and R2 seems really happy about it. Um, and also, honorable runner-up to 3PO just for... Yeah. I don't know. Like, R2 definitely, like, solved the well, riddle and stuff, little, but... I feel like that little blue guy was also, like, kind of in the background a couple of times. And yeah. And he's kind of, like, the rascal. Yeah, the, the rascal. <laughs> yep. So, that's probably bonds with R2. He's like, R2's a rascal. I'm a rascal. Yeah. Brothers. You know? Brothers. What do you got for Dark Horse? Um, I went with... Uh, Rats Terrell, the Dale Earnhardt of the Alina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just because uh, I... I Watching this made me look up that part in Phantom Menace, and I love the sound he makes right before he bites it. Sure. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll hear that. Oh, no, no, no. Now. We got to get this up tomorrow. I got stuff to do tonight. I got the sound bite. I think that still work. <laughs> I still have to plug it in. God, fuck! Right when I was <laughs> feeling better. <laughs> fuck! Hang out, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get All right, all-star of the episode. Do we really need to wax this out in this one? This is R2's episode. Oh, yeah, he kills it. Yeah. He even tries the suction cup on, like, a massive fucking he manhole. It. Yeah. He pees all over the thing with water. Yeah, he pisses water. He didn't hesitate one second when C-3PO no, falls No, dived down. right into Jumped the darkness. Right in. Yeah, so R2, 
There's, we don't even really need to discuss Every it. Every time he's on screen, he's just showing. Yeah, stuff. I mean, even this was an episode that was like really good. He probably would have stole the show. Yeah, you know. So R two D two, our all star of the week. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. Oh. I'm a model. You know what I mean. Good hood. Who was showing you something on a lean? Who was looking hot? Um, now, say what you will um, about the Alina on a lean. They don't have much in the way of like good hood clothing that really stands out to yeah. me. I will give it to the one Alina that has like the bucket hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked his bucket hat. And I was thinking of giving it to Wolf, but like I said, he's on the shit list right now, so he gets no award for me. So I'm giving it to Bucket Hat Alina. All right. It actually looks more like a big leaf. Yeah. Like a, like a tan leaf. Well, and they got like cone-shaped heads. Yes. So it's like wrapped around a little bit too. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the king has some cool good hood going the on. king, yeah. I was about to give it to him too. Um, but I actually went with the Kindalo. Oh, the trees? Tree guys. Yeah, the glow-in-the-dark trees. Yeah, yeah. I just like the fact that they're not just your standard, like, oh, this is a person that is kind of like a tree. Like, yeah. They actually got some, like, cool design aspects to them. Yeah, they've made them unique. Yeah. That's for sure. They're not standard-looking trees. Do we have a who are you? No. We do not. Wow. There's a, like, there's a couple of voices that appear in the Clone Wars. But no point. Not, yeah. Wow, we are cruising on this one. Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. What do we have for a tagline this week? All right. This week we have understanding is honoring the truth beneath the surface. <laughs> and you had guessed that Obi-Wan is going to walk in on Anakin and Padme boning. Yeah. And then the you, bongo submarine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then you emphasize, no, it'll be yes. uh, in uh, what's the city's name? Ottawa-Gunga. Ottawa-Gunga. Yeah, I've now that's a question that I will never have answered. How do they get any privacy on that fucking place? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But and it's a fairly straightforward theme now that we've seen the episode. Yeah, you know, Good. I never saw this one coming. Yeah. So what do we got for a tagline next week? Next week we have, who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? The fool. I would say. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, I don't know. Well, oh, I got to guess what it means, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't asking you the question. Yeah. No, it's, that's a good question to yeah, ponder, yeah. though. Who is? Is it the person who's causing the foolish behavior, or is it the person that follows along well, the and foolish you, behavior? Well, you recognize where it's from, right? Where's it from? It's in A New Hope. That's what Obi-Wan says to Han. I don't remember that. I think it's after... I mean, I remember... After they're getting out of the smuggling compartments, Han says something like, I can't believe you got us into this. Or like, how are we following you? And then oh, Obi Wan's okay. like, right. who's, "Who's more fool, the fool or the fool that follows him?" Yeah, I got to rewatch. That slipped my mind. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's going to be. It's got to be something to do with Anakin, just being too headstrong and getting himself in a poor situation. You know, I think what's going to happen is they're going to be on Ottawa Gunga. 
and Anakin is going to forget <laughs> that there's no privacy in the orbs there, and he's going to be having sex with Padme. And Padme's be like, but the privacy's like, don't worry, no one will see by the time they already get it. And Obi Wan's going to see them as he passes in a submarine bungo. All right. So Anakin is going to jump the gun. Get naked, and Obi Wan's going to see what's going on. Double down. Yeah, but Padme follows along, so she's a fool too. <laughs> Just voyeurs. That's what they're. Yeah. They're voyeurs. Yeah. God, that's was stupid. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what what episode are we watching next? So we are continuing this arc. With what arc? Nomad droids. How is this an arc? Season four, episode six. It's an arc. Nomad droids. It's an arc. I don't know. The title's Nomad Droids. Okay. All right. I don't know what you really arc this, but all right, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> all right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. You're starting to do that more. Pod. Yeah, I put a couple up. I don't know. One I felt like was getting okay traction, then the other one's just kind of flops. I don't fucking care anymore. I'm in a bad mood again. <laughs> Uh, if you can, leave us a review. We always appreciate those. Yes. Five stars if you can. Uh, we'll see you next time for Nomad Droids. Until then, may the uh, Kazabani be with you. Never hear the tragedy of Crispin's day. Oh, Sebato Thoramchi. Oh, Sebato Thoramchi. Oh, Sebato Thoramchi. This is the worst episode we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time.